I didn't think about that. People walking around in public just with little bags of like Doritos and they're opened at the side and just have like dressing and shit on them. Like, yeah, and the guy goes like bunched up like a bowl almost. Yeah, basically. yeah. yeah. And right. you can put some, wait, I don't know if you know them, tostitos. Tostitos, okay, yeah. You can put some corn, mayo, lime, and salsa. Shit. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a meal. See, it's but it makes so much yeah. sense to just do it, do it in the bag. I've broken the glass like four times since opening it. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know how. Like, how do you break the glass on yeah, that? That's something it's really fucking flimsy. It's you you drop glass. it like a second, it just shatters. No, 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 I'm not handing it to you. You can fuck off. You're gonna like test it by throwing it on the ground. This is why this rubber thing is around it, so it kind of bounces. But even then, it's still broken with this thing on it. Vapes shit. are fragile as shit. Hi, welcome back. Oh, it's Echoey. That's okay. Hey, it's Jen and we'll out. Um, We're here, we got guests. Hi, hello. Hello. Hi. I'm Eric. I'm Trevor. I'm Liam. And I'm uh, Tony. And um, there you go. I guess we'll go from there. I want to mark that. That's started. This will sound. This will be good. I can't open this. <laughs> I'm like too weak and feeble. <laughs> Cheers. All right. Yay. Perfect. Salud. Mm. In Mexico, cheers is what they say when you sneeze, too. Like, it's salud. Like, yeah. salud with a D on the end. Okay. And, uh, salud. Salud. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, well, it's like saying, well, it's like saying, um, well, in French, it's like saying santé, right? Like, when you're cheering. Yeah, health. So, it's like santé, health. Oh, okay. So, to it's health. like saying um, to health, or so get healthy, right? Sneeze. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> get healthy. Yes. Well, it's the same in German, right? Uh, like Gesundheit. It, you know, Gesund is just health. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Gesund, Gemus, I guess, vegetable. I guess the English yeah. had to go ahead and make it uh, religious. <laughs> Bless you. Yes. Well, I mean, it was the... Well, who was it? It would have been like the Irish Catholics probably, right? Yeah. Like, that, would, that would just make sense. The Irish were like, if they didn't do that, and it would have been like the, the Anglican church. They like, well, they thought your that. soul was trying to escape whenever you sneeze. That's why they say, bless you. Yep. Really? So, yeah. yeah. Oh shit. That's yeah, kind of man. fucked up. <laughs> no, I never thought about that. Like your, your soul is trying to leave you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. It's pretty sketchy. It happens on a daily basis, especially with her. You know what? Another cool thing while we're talking about sneezing is Lynn always sneezes about what? She does bursts of three. So she'll do three, pause, do another three, and then she's like done. I can predict as soon as she's like finished sneezing. With me, it's just like one power sneeze. With her, it's like... <laughs> but yeah, there's always like... I think six is your magic number. It's always six. Six or seven. Six or seven, yeah. But I can tell which it's which one it's going to be, I swear to God. So, so if anyone's an aspiring tattoo artist, I mean, Trevor is one and he's got some hot tips for us today. So let's start with some tips. Sweet. Hi, how guys. do you tattoo yourself? <clears throat> What's yeah, that? you were, oh, yeah, you were talking about tattooing yourself, which okay. I thought was like fucked up. I was like, holy shit, dude. Okay, so uh, when you start out as an apprentice, um, you know, you usually the, your, your um, mentor will hook you up with like a little one of their old machines or something like that. And, you know, you'll, you'll practice on oranges. Um, they'll just give you a bit of black ink and you can just screw around with the machine and, and do some stuff on oranges. And I remember the first time I tattooed an orange, I was sitting there thinking, how the hell am I going to tattoo a person? Because 
I could, you know, the machine was, it, it, a tattoo needle pierces your skin over a hundred times per second. So like this thing is obviously vibrating like crazy, especially if it's a coil machine, like an old school tattoo machine. And I just remember thinking like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. And I just kept practicing on oranges. Then I progressed to uh, melons. Then uh, the tattoo shop, the the uh, my mentor made me go to the Asian supermarket and get some pig's feet from the butcher. So I would tattoo these bleeding, gross pig's feet. And uh, I actually kept one in a jar for a while. That didn't end so well. But um, like in like formaldehyde or something? No, just in alcohol, and it stayed like okay for a while, and then it started getting really fucking nasty. And the oh, sorry, and the girls at the shop were like, "You got to take that home." <laughs> so oh, this, this isn't a PG show, you swear. Okay, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, uh, fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I progressed the pig's feet, and then they were like, "Okay, you're gonna tattoo yourself, and once your tattoos start looking good." We'll let you get your friends in here. So that was the next step. So I've done about seven tattoos on myself. Um, and, uh, you know, like, at, my shading was, was good right off the bat, but my, my line work was a little, uh, little wiggly. Um, I find it's, it's harder to control. Um, a lining needle because you know with a with a shader there's there's a little bit of room for error and you can just kind of feather it out and it's mm -hmm. like you're coloring something in right. but a liner like you got to keep that thing so steady and um, yeah anyway so I would just throw my leg up on a chair it would fall asleep and I would just spend an hour or two tattooing myself and fair enough and uh, that's how it went yeah <laughs> I'm just so we're cooking at the same time. I'm just trying to wrap my head around the idea of actually just being sat there and tattooing yourself. Like, I feel like that, that, you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's not quite, well, you hear that, you read that story about the guy who like performed surgery on himself because he was like the only surgeon on a, yeah. like, a submarine or some crazy shit like that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty fucked up. I mean, it's pretty much like right up there with it. Like, I don't know if I could stomach that. Um, honestly, I, I didn't think much going into it because I was just like, Okay, you know, I've spent a long time working at this and I've got to prove myself. So this is something I have to do. So I was like, all right, let's make it work. I just made myself as comfy as possible and, um, and just put the stencil on and started going. And, uh, you know, eventually that's when my leg fell asleep, you know, half an hour in. And I was like, oh, this isn't so bad because I'm not really feeling the pain anymore. So... But when you're tattooing yourself, um, it's a really good learning experience for all kinds of reasons, but a huge one is learning how far the needle needs to go into the skin. Because if you're pushing, you've been tattooed before, so if you're pushing it in and you're, it's hurting too much, you, you back off a little bit and you're like, okay, I was, I was putting it in too far. Same thing with shading. Um, and it, it, it's a fantastic way to learn really quickly um, about how far that needle has to go in and you know how quick to make your hand movements and things like that okay. so, uh, but uh, yeah it, it does sound kind of crazy now that we're talking yeah. about it 
Well, I mean, the way you mean, it's you tattoo an orange and then a melon, and then it was like, all right, now I can start doing like my own leg and stuff like that. So that sounds pretty like. Yeah, do the pig's feet first. You do the pig's feet first, right? That's but, okay. That's I mean, you got to practice sad. somewhere, right? Like that's, that's the thing. Like it is. I mean, when you when you did this one, I remember you telling me like strictly mm-hmm. like I like straight lines are like an issue at this point. Like, but curved ones are fine. Yeah. So like. Or you Wait, said you did some... this one? Yeah, I did yeah. that one. Oh, right? shit. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, the main thing is um, straight lines, I can... Early on, I could do them, but if they were short. If they were short, and you could do it in one simple hand movement. Yeah. But, like, if you're doing a long line, like, you know, like that, it's so... It takes a lot of control to keep that line straight. Yeah. If it's, you know, a couple inches long or something. And uh, especially with with straight lines, you can't really like you got to do it in one go, because if you come if you lift the and come the back, needle the needle off, out, yeah. then you've got to find that exact point where to start again, right? Without offsetting the line or making it look like two different lines, yeah. right? So curved lines, I always found at the beginning, especially at the beginning, were way easier because you can just you just kind of let your hand flow. It's like, it feels like you're drawing, right? Um, but yeah, there's there's a big difference. And a lot of people are always like, oh, if you can't do straight lines, what good are you and stuff? And it's like, well, yeah, any experienced tattoo artist needs to know how to do them. But when you're starting, like, give yourself some slack. Don't, you know, try to do a barcode on the back of somebody's neck when you're, uh-huh. when you're new at it. Like, um, you know, you got to know your limit and stick to that. All right, so my question, my question to a professional tattoo artist is, is there any tattoo that you find to be, personally, personally, you find to be extremely cringy? Like, what tattoo ideas do you just kind of, like... Try to convince people not to do. Yeah, just kind of like, eh, you should. Well... I mentioned the barcode thing, and I was like, you know what, I used to think that was really cool, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, my work is a total douche, and he has one, I'm like, ugh. I used to think it was super cool, too. That was one of the, actually... When I was like 15, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a barcode tattoo when I'm 18. But uh, um, I think, you know, if somebody comes in and they want like kanji or like something like that, we always, you know, we do a million searches online just to make sure it's exactly what they think it is. Okay. You know, I want to be love, strength, and wisdom. Peer, bear, pig, cow. Yeah, we don't want somebody <laughs> coming in for like the Super word fuck. love, and it says like, you know, Anus. diarrhea yeah. or something. Or yeah, you know, it's. I'm sure it's happened before, man. Like, oh, it has. Like, I've oh, read many stories online where like someone went to like Asia and they're like, I thought my strength tattoo meant strength, but apparently it just means like shit or something. Like, and people kept looking at me. Like, see, I kept reading stories of like like tattoo artists would like purposefully like we do fucked up shit. If their clients being an annoying piece of shit, I can understand that. Like, you know what? I mean, that's definitely a huge dick move. Even if your client's really annoying, but I know it's been done. It's definitely been done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially if you're doing it like, if you're just getting it done in a kind. If you're, if I'm going to a foreign country and I'm getting a tattoo done there, and this person knows I'm a tourist and he'll never, he'll never see me again. That's like the that's the one thing that's like kind of like the danger zone. Is that how it is in Mexico, Lynn? (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) Please explain. 
I remember I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get a tattoo in Mexico. And like the more I was like there, I was like, I probably shouldn't. Like, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. I have a friend from Australia, and his tattoo say washing machine instead of just machine. So it's <laughs> lavadora, in Spanish, washing machine. I was like, Nice. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. You know what? If I was the recipient of that tattoo, I don't even think I'd be that mad. I would just be like, that's hilarious. I mean, maybe if it was my only tattoo, I'd be, I'd be furious. But yeah. But at at this point in my life, when I'm like mostly covered, I'd be like, oh, sweet. And then you just add more script to it. I'm clean like a. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. My uh, my little brother Meech is like a chemical tattoo. He's a melatonin or melatonin. He's melanin. The ke- the actual like bio, the shape of the molecule. Octagons with extra lines. Hexagons. Hexagons with extra lines. And his tattoo artist wasn't a chemist. Okay. So he like he like missed like three of the bonds or something like that. I don't know how we Meech explained it, but he was kind of cheesed about it. He got over it pretty quickly, and I think he's gone to get it fixed since then. But okay. I don't know. But. Yeah, man, no. that you gotta, if you're doing a tattoo for somebody, it doesn't matter if it's, if, even if it's like the word the, you just look it up on the internet so you can see it straight in front of you, T-H-E. You don't wanna screw up any like text or script or anything because it makes you look like such an asshole and it happens all the time. But like, you know, to a lot of people that seems like you're splitting hairs or whatever when you have to look up like, just what letters are in or how to spell even simple words but it's better to just do it to make sure you are right and that the stencil spells the word it's supposed to spell because there's nothing worse than spelling a word wrong or screwing up a roman numeral or something that's a big (coughs) one that happens a lot but i got nine yeah (laughs) because those are those are like they're impossible to fix almost um so, uh, and I've seen it happen with the Roman numerals before where like people come back in and they're like, yeah, we're missing a couple of things on here. And did you, did you, not ever, to me, but yeah. But did you, uh, did you ever have someone that like came and got a tattoo then like two weeks later was like, fuck, what did I do? Like they texted you and like, I didn't mean, like I shouldn't have gotten that tattoo kind of thing. Like any instant regret kind of thing. No, thank God. I, I haven't good. had that. I mean, I'm sure in my career I will at some point. Um, I mean, you deal with all kinds and, uh, and, uh, you know, anything, anything that can happen that's bad, but like just a small bad thing, not like a crisis, it's probably going to happen at some point. Like at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're human and we're not like, you know, computers. So there's going to be. Um, there's going to be some tattoos you do that are better than others. Um, that's a huge reason for not tattooing hungover because you want to be, you want to be alert. You want to be in a good state of mind. Um, being in a good mood is a huge help for tattooing as well. Like if you're in a great mood, you're having a great day. Like some people might think that makes you careless. No, it's the exact opposite. At least for me, if I'm, if I'm feeling great, I'm going to do the best job that I can possibly do. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah, Lynn's got her new seahorse. I did that for her uh, I was, a couple weeks ago. I was so pleased with nice. this. Like, I know it's really basic and it's like a very subtle Simpsons reference that most people don't get, but it's. I was so happy. Like, it looked exactly like the photo and like, other than needing a touch-up right now, it's perfect. Like, <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah I, uh, 
I remember when you when you texted me about that tattoo and what is it dignity? Yeah. And you're like, I want the dignity from the Simpsons, and I was like, What are you what? talking about? And then he sends me that picture, <laughs> and I couldn't remember the episode that it was from, so I was so confused. And then we like looked it up on YouTube, and I was like, That's amazing. <laughs> it's such a weird reference, too, man. Yeah. It's so strange. I like. I, like I got it because like it's that. an episode where Milhouse's parents divorced, like really messily, and my parents had a pretty messy <clears throat> divorce. So. Oh, so there's like layers to yeah, that too. It's oh like god, just a Simpsons joke. Just internally crying. I have depth, okay. I have He's, depth. Ugh. Oh, that is awful. Oh my god. Now I feel bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> well, it's shitty. I guess I don't know. It's okay. Eric's still standing. He's. Uh, He's, he's got he's got a strong personality. He's a strong guy. There you go. And you're amazing. I know you. Aww. Aww. Yay. I love you too. You're the best. Oh yeah, just just so everybody knows, Eric was uh, was the maid of honor at uh, our at our wedding. At, uh, what was that? I respectfully <laughs> say I was the dude of honor. Dude of honor, yeah. The dude. person. Bro. And like your buddies were just like treating me like a maid of honor and just getting me drunk as shit. Like, <laughs> is, that what you do, is that what you do to a maid of honor? You just get her like most of the most trash. guys like at a, at a wedding will like hit on the maid of honor and just get her really drunk. Like, well, of course, it's like the golden snitch. But I'm the golden snitch that night. Except, well, she was the golden snitch. Thanks. There you I go. was just like one of the like the balls that hit people. The the blood the blood blood. Movies were very mediocre. <laughs> you never seen them? They were alright. They were pretty like good. Once and I didn't like them. Like no, I was like I was on that side of the aisle. I never got into the uh, Lord of the Rings, so I was on the Harry Potter side of the aisle. Nerd. Yeah, just a wuss, just a complete yeah child. I don't know. I'm not sure if I I I wasn't ever a Lord of the Rings guy. I just I just remember all I remember really from those movies is that one scene where Bilbo gets like possessed for a second. You know that yeah. scene where he's what? like, his, and his eyes shoot out of his head? Yeah, and shit? yeah that's because that he has scared the, ring. the shit out of me. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. He's, the, the ring. he's like, possessed yeah. by the ring. Yeah. Okay. The ring Clearly, of power. there's things I'm missing from this story. Where the like, ring is the, the best. Fuck? fuck Harry Potter. I just couldn't sit through because it's three fucking hours. It's that's way the too fucking long. Cut. It's like two. <laughs> they're all. That's way too long for a movie. That's still too long. Go watch an old movie and tell me they're too long. What? A Wonderful Life is like two and a half hours. It's one of the best movies out there. I've never seen The Wonderful Life. I haven't either. I'm dead inside. A Wonderful Life? It's like a Christmas movie from like the 50s? Three against one dude. None of us have seen it. Jesus Christ. You guys suck at movies. Yeah, no. Well, I do suck at movies, I admit. I can't sit through a movie. It's too fucking long. Yeah, I agree. I take breaks. I mean, it's like, like, I mean, well, I take notes. I pause it and I take notes. But, like... Nerd. That's why I don't oh, go to the yeah, theater because I can't pause it. I like write stuff down in theaters. Like, what did I just write? Fuck. What just happened? No, 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 no. Shit. <laughs> Stop for a second. That'd be great. Start writing shit down. They have to turn. On pause the, the projector, free. please. Very interesting themes of duality. <laughs> but I watched the movie last night, which I had recommended to me in film school, and I only saw a scene of it on YouTube. It's called Coffee and Cigarettes. It's a Jim Jarmusch movie. It's all black and white, and they all center around different musicians and actors having co coffee and cigarettes together in different like diners and like lobbies of hotels and stuff and uh it's surprisingly really good the dialogue is like really like it's not too done up no one's doing a monologue it's like very like four word lines kind of thing okay. and and they which i really like because that lets your actors actually act and it doesn't put a ton of pressure on like let's say they had like uh 
Iggy Pop and Tom Waits do uh, do it like they chat with each other. Iggy Pop, that was yeah. the guy's name. Sorry, continue. And and they like like Iggy Pop is like the super positive one in it, and like Tom Waits is like super negative and like takes offense to almost everything that like Iggy Pop says, and like it's just this funny play and like like character like, traits. Like Tom like, Waits is like dead on the inside. Like, he is for real. He, so, uh, yeah, he's no, like, yeah. he's playing himself. Like that was the best. They had Jack and Meg White in one of them. Uh, Jack shows Meg a Tesla coil, and he like like puts his goggles on and sets it up with the gloves, and like has all the lightning go everywhere and shit. Like it's. Shit. It's it's a good time. I would recommend it. And um, probably my favorite one is still the first one I saw on YouTube before I actually watched the movie years later to yesterday. Uh, was the one with uh, the Jizza and Rizza from Wu Tang Clan and Bill Murray. <laughs> and yeah. like usually, like the most famous actor is essentially like like the gray in between the black and the white. Because like the whole the whole idea that that the movie shot in black and white is like one character contrasts the other very heavily mm-hmm. but every time the waiter shows up he's like this like gray force of neutrality that just tries to like keep the conversation going or, or whatever and and that's cool like steve buscemi's in one of them oh really yeah it's really <laughs> good um it's all on youtube i'd recommend it you know just uh, don't youtube uh coffee and cigarettes full movie you didn't hear it from me but uh, it's there somewhere. Fair enough. <laughs> See, I'd have to go back and watch it because you showed me the, the, the Jizza Rizza one. And I feel like, like, I guess I didn't break down like that video as I was watching it, I guess. I didn't break it down as academically. I'm I was like, oh, it's just them talking about coffee and cigarettes. And I, when I was watching it last night, delirium. I took like four pages worth of notes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, see, I can't do that, man. You got to enjoy it. That I enjoyed enjoying it for that it. little bit. That is enjoying it. it for me. How long is it total? Uh, an hour and a half. Ooh. But they're cut down there. in little pieces. It's not like the whole movie. That is fair. That is it's true. Five yeah. ten minute shorts. Like I understand what Tony's saying though, because like I have such a hard time committing to a movie. Do if something. It's, oh, that's a that's a completely different. That's coming at me out of left field here. We'll, we'll address that later. Um. I, I can't commit to a movie unless it's a horror movie. That's the only thing that keeps my attention for over an hour and a half. If it's anything else, I really got to try. And usually, like, if, it, if I think it's a good movie, once I get to, like, the half an hour mark, I can decide, okay, this is good enough for me to keep my focus and watch. Power through it. Or, or I just give up. That's like, fair. I've always had an issue with that. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to keep my attention sometimes. <laughs> that's why I like the thrillers. Anything that's like, go, go, go. Crank yeah. was great. You guys are <laughs> dopamine fiends. Something crazy happening consistently. All you the guys are dopamine fiends. Basically, yeah. The only thing is about the cold. Super cold for me. You have no idea what you're I in for. I know. It's almost July, just letting everybody know. Yeah. It's almost July and it's too cold. But I'm Mexican. And you you were there in Culiacan where we are always 50. Yeah, 40, 50 degrees Celsius. Like you, Every day. It was awful. I didn't even sleep with the sheets when I was there. I just like threw off and the sheets 30, and I was just like... You were in 20, 30 between that. So yeah. I'm, I'm used to be close 40 yeah. degrees. You're going to hate it here over the hog. No, oh I, my I, God. I'm going to love it because I love to... When you're very warm, you can wear... You can get naked and you're gonna be warm. Anyway, Fair. even if you're in a bucket of ice, you're gonna be warm. Yeah. Anyway, but if you're really cold, you can wear 
Layering. But, layering, but it's the amount of layers and that's I mean that's the thing that gets me that's the thing that like drives me up the wall during the winter it's the amount of layers that you have to wear it gets tiring like, have you ever been in Mexico? no that's why you need to be there too yeah no the problem there. is like like I remember I went to Vegas in September which is like the hottest it was like almost like 45 Celsius when we were down there oh my God. and like like that was like it sucks because you're wearing like sh like light shorts, like a really light shirt that's white, and like we would exit the air conditioned hotel or the air conditioned casino, and like for the like 200 meters we had till the next casino, we were literally melting. Like there was no way we could stay yeah. cool. We would buy a bottle of water from like every fucking merchant every like 10 meters just to yeah. get uh, uh, like. It's it's. What's how they get you? The street vendors with their bottles of water. <laughs> no, they sell beer in the street too. You, you can buy see beer. People walking on the street in Mexico and a lot of places because it's very warm. So it's like no, you can't walk. In, yeah, Fair in enough. Culiacan, it's like, like I, I, most days were at least forty degrees Celsius, and there's nobody walking on the streets. There's no kids playing outside. Like it's just bare. Everything's bare because you know you go for half an hour walk and you, you end up passing out on the on the friggin pavement like you know yeah not good <laughs> no, no not good no. and plus that you have the car deal working there so you can't go anywhere without being like <clears throat> oh yeah i have nothing to worry about it no it's, it's as soon as you mentioned like cartel it's kind of like oh, okay maybe uh maybe they, they won't do anything here trust me no they are, they are on their business there oh yeah well they, here's the thing so it's kind of like the same here in the sense of like you do have like gangs and a lot of violence sometimes in Ottawa. It's weird. Um, we literally have a website that counts we a, how many days that yeah. we had since our last stabbing. Yeah. At one is, point, the, our longest streak is fifty-two days, which was impressive. Usually, it's like three, two days, three days yeah. tops. And they're um, all outside the ninety-nine Rito. Don't go to the McDonald's on Rito. <laughs> yeah, ninety-nine things. Well, there you can see bodies on the street everywhere. Yeah. It's like okay, you can walk around. No, they're definitely a lot tidier here in Canada. They don't just leave the bodies strewn across the roads. So, so in Vegas, we made the mistake of going to Fremont Street dressed in blue. Okay, and lovely it's blood territory. <laughs> so, some guy comes like, "Yo, what the fuck are you guys doing here?" We're just like, "We're Canadian." And they're just like, "Okay, you're gonna go back to your hotel room, change, and then you can come hang out here because like you will get fucked up if you hang out." And we're like, "Thank you, Mister Gangster, sir." Like. <laughs> Mr. Gangster. Dr. Mr. Gangster. Um, yeah, but in the sense that, like, if you're not doing anything, if, if it's only people that are involved with the bad things that kind of, like, that kind of get, a, you know, exactly. So you can pretty much, so it's safe in the sense that, like, if you're not really up to anything shady, you probably, you'll never have a run in with any of this. Unless you talk to those cigar guys in the marina. Imagine yes. even if you're walking to the hotel. Here? Circle K? Circle K now, but it was Quickie or Max. Oh, yeah. It's something there. If you're walking over there, it's like, okay, you need to be careful because something that happened to you, someone <clears throat> tried to kill someone else, and you can be dead. Just because of that, because you're just walking over there. Get caught in a crossfire or something like that. And um, with, uh, with the cartel, there's multiple ones, right? So one cartel will start doing stuff that the other cartel doesn't like. So then they'll start killing each other. And then you've got, you know, bodies everywhere and stuff. Yeah. And, and when we were actually in Kulikan, um, we took a drive out near 
um, the neighborhoods that the cartel live in and their houses <laughs> are huge. They've got beautiful cars, giant houses, you know, big iron gates in the front so nobody's getting in and like it's With crazy. With pools inside of their... To, to, to put it into perspective, I was reading an article the other day that like there's supposed to be an election in Mexico soon, right? Yeah. And since September, they've the cartel has killed 114 different politicians that said they were going to clean up the cartels. 114 people have died since September because they were like, yeah, I'm going to clean this shit up. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, you can't win. You can't beat them. You need to be on their side yep, to win. Of course. Of course. That's what's happening with some of them. That's one it. one That's lady announced she would be mayor of a city and she would clean up cartels and got killed the next day. Like she didn't even have the ability to run. Yeah. Like And they can kill their kids. That's yep. something worse. Yeah, that's what you have in Mexico. We have beautiful places, beautiful people, but we have all this shit. Sorry, all this pretty things fuck, going that, That's around. pretty fucked up. No, that is, that is, it, it, all this, yeah, that is, that is pretty fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. So but it's easy. What you do is you don't say you're going to clean up the cartels, and then you... Or you can say that, and you can go with them, because we have a president, I think, 12 years ago, 6 years ago, and he went against all of them. I think it was like a, around a million people dead. Um, now they hate this president, because he did that, and yeah. the actual president was like, okay, you can go free, and you can go free, and you can do whatever you want. Just that. pay me. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah, so corruption just seems to like run up the lot. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And like the the government, like they just take all the money for themselves. Like if you see a pothole on the road, that pothole has been there for eight years probably because the government doesn't give a shit about it. They just kind of want to keep the cartel happy and they, you know, they, they work, they pretty much work together. Like, um... Somebody in, in Cabo was telling me, like, bags of, of drugs have a stamp on them. Some of them have a stamp. If they have that stamp, it means they're from the cartel. So if the cop, if one of the cops catches you with a baggie on you and it's got that cartel stamp, they'll let you go. But if it doesn't have that cartel stamp, they'll throw you in the back of their truck They'll take you out into the middle of nowhere and they will just leave you or they'll leave you near cartel property so they'll find you, see that you've got drugs that aren't from them and just kill you. Sure. But it depends on which place you are because we have different cartels there. So even if you're in a city, you have like four or five fighting against each other yeah. and they want to win that money and that person that is going to get drugs. Yeah, so we have all that shit, That's all that thing again, all that thing in Mexico, yeah, and they took like, I don't know who to say, like, if you have a business, you need to pay them to be sure. Protection, yeah, protection, yeah. yeah. You need to pay them. Protection probably. rackets. That's something Ooh. that needs to be sh for sure, you need to pay. Oh yeah. So they are killing each other too. Is it the same in like the, like when you get to like the major cities though? Yeah. Or is it just like... Everywhere. It, okay, so it's not even like... Nowhere is safe, Tony. Like no, but it's something we... <laughs> Where I was living before Cabo is something really big because Chapo was born there and everyone was born there. So we have that. I have friends that they are like friends with them or lovers or something. The people like that. that associate. Yeah, really. Somewhat. I, I, Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oh. I don't care. If you hear something, you'll die at some point. You know what, I, what I've been wanting to try? I've been wanting to try like sensory deprivation packs. They're dope. They're a lot of fun, man. Yeah. I've, I've oh, actually yeah. tried one too. Where did you go, Eric? Vancouver, float, float house. 
Okay. I went to a different place, and it was very underwhelming. So the, I would the love first, to hear your story. The first time you go, it's boring. <clears throat> first time you go, you're just like, I'm just floating in water. Like that's all a, meditate. Cause, so it's not, yeah. it's not really meditating. It's more about like hitting that like. Do you know when you're trying to fall asleep and like right before you actually fall asleep, there's that like phase where like yes. like stuff just starts flowing through your brain. Colors and shit. Yeah, 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 and like you start like maybe getting patterns and stuff, and then boom, you're like asleep. Yeah, that's what you do. You relax to that point. And then they literally come and like knock and wake you up after like an hour kind of thing. Like, <clears throat> like not wake you up, but like they, they like come and tell you like, yo, quit tripping balls. Like a lot of people I knew in Vancouver who are writers would go into sensory deprivation tanks just to get ideas for writing. Yeah. Like, they would sit there and just like create like different scenarios in their head while imagining how they could play out and how they could be seen right. to see if they made sense instead of just writing a bunch of ideas then then being like oh we're going to film this and it's like wait a minute this is garbage like <laughs> so. Well, so I'm 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 already a meditator as it is fairly regularly right so I figured like sensory deprivation tank that's just the next logical step yeah what do you how, how do you do um I was expecting to basically have an experience exactly like how Eric just described there. I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, they say like that's a way to like train yourself to have lucid dreams is if you can get into that state where you know when when you close your eyes and you see black or at least I see black, if I just stare at that blackness when I'm trying to go to bed and I like relax and just don't think about anything except that black nothingness. I'll start to see like little kind of color patterns and stuff. <laughs> mine are yellow and black. I don't know if like anyone like understands. Mine, like, mine are like rainbow colored. But as neat. soon as I see those, I know I'm just about to have a dream. And they, they say, uh, if you want to have a lucid dream, you get to that point and then you have to develop your own way Take to control. step yeah. into that. And if you can step into that while being like conscious, you can have a lucid dream. I've only had one lucid dream and it was awesome, but uh, I, I just happened to have it by chance. Like I was standing on top of a building and something in that dream told me to reach down and feel like the concrete of the building. So I reached down and I felt it and I could literally feel it. I could like literally yeah. feel the bumps of like the little stones and shit. And then all of a sudden, I just for whatever reason, I was like, I'm I'm in a dream right now, and so Matrix. I I told myself uh, before I had a lucid dream, I said, as soon as I have one, I'm promising myself I'm just gonna flap my arms and see if I fly. And sure enough, that's the first thing I did when I realized I was dreaming, and I started flying. Yeah. It was kind of bizarre flying, but. Uh, <laughs> Like a chick leaving the roost for the first time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then there were people in my dream and I didn't want them to think I was like crazy. So I like did the reverse of it to get back down ah. on the ground. Back down, back down, back down. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then I woke up unfortunately right after that. But. You know they say that everybody you see in your dream is people you've actually seen before. Right? Yes. Because you can't make... Uh, faces apparently yeah which yeah. i think is super super weird and I fucked up cool. when you think about it but it's kind of cool yeah 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 really you can't cool. make faces noise noise <laughs> yeah. um to finish that incredibly long thought though or response to your question when i went into the sensory deprivation tank um it was just here downtown and wait there's one in ottawa wait, really yeah oh fuck yeah dude we're doing it 
Yeah, oh, yeah. there's there's Still. one. Uh, it just opened up. It's off of uh, Kent, maybe. Oh. So it's downtown too. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. No, it's not far from here. Anyway, um, yes. I, I did it last year, and honestly, I don't think I went in with the right mindset. I think that's kind of what threw everything off. But um, there's like a, a blue light inside them that you can turn on or. Yeah turn off or whatever I guess if you get scared or something <laughs> get spooked up but uh anyway yeah um and I just I just sat there and like it's just water with like a crap ton of salt in it so you just kind of float which there it makes it your boy you're buoyant right yeah it's like body temperature I guess so you don't notice it yeah the yeah. water is is, is you literally, basically you, at, at one point when you first start hitting that that phase where <coughs> you better dream <coughs> essentially it's it's we're fine Everyone's dying. Everyone in Canada is sick. Watch out. <laughs> um, it's the humidity. I swear it is. But uh, so you start floating there. And because it's like body temperature and you're floating, it feels like you're actually floating. Like you're not just like, oh, I'm on water floating. It's yeah, just like, like suspended I'm, in I'm, the air. Yeah, you're like in the air just lying back. Hmm. It's kind of a very, very unique experience. I'd recommend it to our listeners. If there's a uh, float tank in your city or if you're in Ottawa, check the one out on Kent, as Trevor has I think said. it's Kent. Don't quote me on Google that. Google it first. Um, yeah, we'll uh, figure that out. Yeah, just Google it. Just do Ottawa float tanks or whatever. And like, you'll I'm genuinely curious. All right, we'll, we'll find it right now. <laughs> um, that's pretty dope. But yeah, you wrong mindset? In what way? I, I just... Uh, oh, those are new places. Yeah, there's like a lot of... It pulled, pulled up like two different lengths. That's lit. Yeah, okay. it's dope. It's on Bank Street, too. Oh, there you go. Even closer. Even yeah. closer. Oh, you know what? That's the one I went to. That's gotta be it. Yeah, so, not on Kent. <laughs> but, um... I, I think I went in with the wrong mindset, because I was just like, I was having a crappy day, and... Um... <laughs> I don't know, I just... I didn't, I didn't go into it. I don't think I really like gave it a good shot. I think I was just really, really friggin' tired that day and I went in and I just like said, okay, I'm just gonna relax. Fair. I'm just gonna relax in here. Um, you know, I think if I went again, I'd have a way better experience. So definitely not shit talking this place. I think it was, I think it was my fault that, uh, that it didn't quite work how I wanted it to, but, um, yeah, I don't know if Eric had an experience that was really cool like that. I'd, I'd try it again and try to try to have something like that. Like I said, your first time, you don't know what to expect, so you start trying to expect stuff. So, and that's the problem. You have to go in very clear-minded. Yeah, and it's it's like you're saying, it's meditation. Like you yeah. don't go in being like, I'm gonna see some trippy shit, dude. Just gonna be cool. Dude, uh, when I used to try and count sheep, that's if I was desperate. Mm -hmm. And I would usually count like some kind of Pokemon jumping over a fence or whatever yeah. this when I was younger. And uh, I'd get to like 687 and I'd be like, okay, I'm giving up on this shit because it's not doing anything yeah. for me. Dude, this is bullshit. Um, well, the thing is like when you're like like in bed sometimes, you're just like, like I don't know why your brain does this, but it's like quick, count them faster, go, go, go. And you're just like suddenly mentally alert and you're just like... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, <laughs> just like, you're just running like like simulations in your head, basically, right? And you're just watching this ever expanding number. It's like doing one plus one on a calculator over and over again, yeah. basically, and just seeing how far you can go. I remember that was such a game, man. We were such like '90s and like 2000s kids because like just like let's count, thing. let's hit plus one as many as possible. Hell yes. 
You know what? Like on the on the topic of dreams, um, like I can be a pretty pretty lazy guy, but I can. My wife is looking at me right now with super lazy. Yeah. With ire. Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, but I, I really wanted to have a lucid dream and. I was reading online that if you keep a dream journal, it helps. Yeah. And so for like, I think I did it for six months and then I got too lazy, but I, I kept like an actual dream journal. And as soon as I woke up every morning, I would take it out and quickly write down my dreams. And if you keep doing that, you will, I swear to God, you will start to actually remember them every night. Yep. I was at the point where I would remember at least two dreams I had every single morning when I woke up. And I would even draw shitty little diagrams. And if I, this was like three years ago, I opened that book the other day and even looking at those shitty little diagrams, I remember exactly what it looked like in my head. I mean, it was way more majestic and crazy and weird and stuff like that. But just looking at the shitty diagrams, I, I could remember everything. I remember two years ago, I started one and after like a week, I just stopped doing it. But like, I'm definitely like, I'm definitely looking into getting a new notebook just to like completely clear journal and just start writing in that like daily for dreams. Yeah, I keep, uh, I keep a detailed book. I mean, you've probably seen my book, right? Yeah, but that's like a general notes book. I mean, like when you're It's my notes for just, everything. Yes. It's, it's just straight I'm saying up, just yeah. a dream journal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. See, I, I have John. a ton of notebooks. They give them, they give them me for free at work. I take like five. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but I went with like, I went with like, I forget, Lichertrum, Lichtenstein, it's a brand. Okay. Basically like a leather bound book. Okay. That I just write all my notes in, all my thoughts. For everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just in general. And you, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because like you're, you're talking about like opening that up after a while and being able to like place everything again. Yep. It's super funky because I'm, as you're reading over your old words, it's like, Oh shit! I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. And I'm insane. And this, it's it's a verbatim journal, is what I call it, right? Well, I just write my thoughts verbatim, exactly okay. as they spill out of my head. I okay. I well, totally get that because, like, I even in school, like, it's not that I'm a terrible note taker, but like the things that stick out in like the lesson, for example, I'll jot down, and then like when I go to study, I'm like, that's not what the fuck is like, like <laughs> smart talk. Like, like, like film guy or something like that. Like, I don't know. I just write weird notes down and it's just like, this doesn't make any sense. Who am I? Like, oh dude, it's hella fucked up sometimes. Like I'll go over some of my like notes and be like, I'm insane. I'm crazy. But yeah. So I think it's been a very informative episode. (laughs) We, we talked about That's like what? Episode like 30 now? 30. Yeah. Holy shit. That's our 30th episode. His internal clock is so ridiculously on fucking point i'm looking Jesus at this time right right yeah it's nonsense do you want to, do you care to take a fucking guess of where we're at right this second or right now an hour and a minute an hour and two minutes nope close 59 minutes 42 seconds we're just getting on to the hour mark you're just like you know what i feel pretty good episode. i feel pretty good about this so it's good <laughs> it's like an internal fucking clock it's nonsense it's fucking bullshit <laughs> At any rate. That's why I'm never late for shit. <laughs> I'm always early. Wasn't that like a, that's like a gag in like Arrested Development, isn't it? Where George Michael has like a perfect internal clock. There's a new season of that, by the way. There is. And it's, it's all right. It's all, yeah. It's good. It's better than season four. Okay. They, that's all I need. They redid season four though. What? If you go back on Netflix, you'll notice it's, it's not the same thing anymore. Oh my God. Because before, you know how they had it like, 
every episode's about a specific character. Yeah, they, they were setting it up for a movie, apparently, or something like that. I guess, but basically took season four, reshuffled it, yeah, and then put it out as like a normal. Wow. So it's not like this is Michael's Arrested Development. This is Job's Arrested Development. That would be a lot of work to do. Yeah. Well, I guess they had all the footage. All they had to do was shuffle. Arrested it. Development right. is like it's. I've read like behind the scenes. They're known to like overshoot because they want to compensate for the fact that they need a lot of meat for editing, and that's a great thing in <clears> filmmaking. <throat> if you shoot just what you mean to shoot, you will fuck up in the editing room because suddenly you'll need that angle, and you'll have to do a reshoot, and then boom, you suddenly have to pay a crew and and, and catering and all this shit like this, and, and yeah. So, too, so. It, it's not even just that. It's just it costs a fuck ton of money to do reshoots. Fair. Way too much money. If you have a, a budget for three months and all of a sudden you need four weeks of reshooting, you're over budget and you're fucking up. Like, That's fair. You have to borrow money from the studio. And you know how shitty it is to go to like Warner and be like, hey, uh, <laughs> could I have like another like hey, two, another two cool million mill? dollars? That'd be great. Thank yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's just for the first week. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, also Ozark season two. It's coming out too. Oh, my dad. I, I highly show. recommend American Vandal on uh, Netflix. It's a it's a mocu it's a true crime style mockumentary about a kid who gets accused and he says he didn't do it, but accused of spray painting twenty seven dicks on all the teachers' cars in high school. Awesome. And the media club is trying to exonerate him and find the truth. Right. Okay. It's very funny. It's very good. That sounds pretty. It stars uh, Jimmy Tatro, the YouTuber. No idea who that Fuck. is. <laughs> no Sorry. clue, dude. Ah. I'll check it out, though. Totally. Worth a watch. At any rate. Uh, Good guys. night, everybody. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect.